Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to our presentation today, Due Diligence for Austin Real Estate Investors. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Joseph De La Cruz. I'll be your host for today. So once again, this event is brought to you uh, by Real Estate IQ, if that wasn't obvious already. Um, we are number one in deal finding. And uh, what we mean by that is we can offer you over 45,000 distressed and motivated seller leads every single month across the state. We are in every major market in Texas. We are also expanding into Florida and Georgia, and we've got a very, very aggressive expansion plan for the rest of the year. And this is one of my favorite slides. Um, we talk a lot about finding deals, um, analyzing deals, uh, but the end of, at the end of the day, uh, what we've created is a platform that integrates not just data and analytics, but we also have a great team of, uh, of vendors for your power team. So anywhere from title companies, uh, title attorneys, contractors, uh, realtors, you name it. We've got uh, a fantastic network. So when you look at everything we provide, not just the data, the tools, but the platform, uh, we're, we're highly confident um, that you'll be able to find a deal with us. Um, so definitely um, make use of our platform, our network. Again, go to our website, realestateiq.co, and see how we can help you find and close more deals. So just a little bit more about the company. Uh, we were founded uh, about six or closer to seven years ago by um, Juan Carlos and Steve in, in Dallas. Uh, but we've been able to grow our team consistently over the past, uh, past uh, five or six years. Um, and we've grown to over 80 employees. We've got an entire user experience design team, uh, front-end and back-end development team. Uh, we're big on data. Data is the new oil, as they say. You know, it's powering a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, innovation trend and uh, helping us to do more transactions. So we've got a whole team uh, dedicated to acquiring, cleaning, uh, correlating, scrubbing data, you name it. We've got um, a process in place for it. Uh, and then, of course, to wrap that all up, uh, we do have a great technology operations team, marketing, customer service, and a sales team as well. So as I mentioned, uh, Steve and Juan Carlos are our co-founders based in Dallas, uh, kind of bringing together the, uh, the corporate uh, America experience on Steve's side um, as an engineer slash physicist and Juan Carlos Cruz more on the real estate entrepreneurial side. And uh, myself, Becky and Rodney, uh, based in Austin, Houston and Dallas. Um, so what we like to what we like to say is we're investors creating products for other investors. We're all actively or passively involved in real estate investments as well. So uh, we're very familiar with the space. Uh, in fact, a bit about myself. Um, so I did spend about five, six years in corporate America uh, in the software engineering field. And uh, I decided to kind of um, decide my own path and, and start a business um, doing real estate investment. So I'm active in the central Texas market. Um, I've done about, we're closing on our 12th um, fix and flip property with my business partners this month. Uh, so check us out on Facebook. Um, give us a like, give us a comment. I'll do the same on your Facebook page. We can help each other grow our business and our social media presence. <laughs> So a quick shout out to our sponsors. Uh, we couldn't be here today without these sponsors. Um, so in no particular order here, we've got um, hard money lenders, um, for um, self-directed IRA, um, custodians, uh, business. We've got some business coaches. But uh, one thing I do like to say is that we treat our network very seriously. Um, these are all um, fantastic vendors. I've actually personally done business with about half of them here. Um, what I will say about the hard money lenders as well is um, all three of them are currently operating uh, in the midst of the um, kind of the uncertainty with the economic situation as well. So they're very plugged in with what's going on. And I would recommend that you reach out to all of them. You might wonder why we have three that might seem redundant, but every hard money lender has a slightly different program, different uh, features to the loan program. So definitely find out what, what, all, what they all offer and how they can help you specifically. You might go with one lender for one project and another lender for a different project, depending on uh, the situation. So 
We've dropped the contact information for all these sponsors, including a phone number and email in the chat window. So be sure to, uh, to jot those down or save those uh, for your future reference. Next, uh, we have Quest Trust Company. If you've got uh, retirement funds, either a 401k, an IRA, you know, Roth or traditional, and you're wondering how you can leverage those for real estate investment, uh, Quest Trust is the company to ask. I've done um, two going on three deals with them in my IRA, and um, they, they've got a fantastic wealth of information and great service to help you out there. And if you're more interested in, um, in notes, investing in notes, or also kind of figuring out more creative ways to structure a deal, uh, Note School with Eddie Speed is a fantastic resource as well. Definitely check out what he has to offer. And on the business side, if you're looking to find a business coach to scale your business, grow it, and take it to the next level, definitely reach out to Sean with Action Coach. Uh, we've actually leveraged his services for our business as well, uh, Real Estate IQ, and we've had some great success there. And then last but definitely not least for the buy and hold investors looking to get out of being a landlord and, you know, uh, outsourcing that specific, uh, you know, the property management side to someone else. We've got real property management. Um, they've got offices all over Texas and can help you. I believe they're in more states than, than Texas as well. So um, they can help you out um, there as well. Okay, so I'd like you to hear from one of our, uh, our clients as well here. So I'm going to play this video here. Hey guys, we're here at the Quest Trillion Dollar Mixer right here. And I'm talking to Omero Corona. He's just made more than $100,000 with Real Estate IQ. Could you tell us about your story? Yeah, how's everybody doing? Omero Corona here at the uh, Quest Trust uh, Trillion Dollar Mixer. Really excited to share all my testimony and my story with uh, Real Estate IQ. So over the last, uh, you know, about six, seven months, I've been using uh, their platform and getting some of their uh, lists. And I was able to uh, finish my first flip recently where I was able to net about 85000 And in total, I think I've uh, been able to make about $100,000 with Real Estate IQ and their tools. So really excited to share this uh, great um, you know, company with you guys and definitely uh, give it a shot. I think you guys uh, will take advantage of all the tools and uh, it'll be profitable for you and your company. Thank you, guys. All right. So, as <laughs> of course, that was taken during one of the live events, which are currently not happening. Uh, but again, to get uh, more plugged in and get involved, um, definitely check out some of our online webinars. Uh, we've got, in addition to that, we've got some uh, some great freebie uh, heat map reports, which we will actually, I think we'll highlight that at the end of the presentation as well. Um, but for those of you who can't stick around for the end of the presentation, uh, you can sign up for all these freebies at realestateiq.co forward slash freebies. So that being said, um, let's talk first about running comps. Um, so the idea here, I always like to motivate uh, these talks by a little photo or a little kind of uh, a little uh, context. So you probably have seen these signs all over town, especially if you're in Austin. Uh, I've seen these in tons of other markets as well, but they're super prevalent here in Austin. Um, so if you can't see uh, what, the, what the sign says, this bandit sign, it says fixer upper for sale, ARV 190K, sell 139K, and there's a phone number. So if you've seen signs like this all over um, your area, let me know in the chat window. They're super common here. I've called these uh, these numbers. Uh, I, I don't do it so much anymore because I'm quite familiar with um, who's putting the signs out there. Uh, but what these signs are, uh, are wholesalers selling their properties. So the key piece of information here, there's two pieces of information. One is the ARV. So if you're not familiar with uh, ARV and what that stands for, that means the after repair value. So it means how much is the house worth once it's um, you know, it's fixed up, it's claimed to be a fixer upper. So once it's fixed up, what is the market value going to be? What is it going to resale for? And then the other price here is the sale price. So the wholesaler is asking for 139,000. 
So if you just look at that on paper, of course, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a good chunk of, um, of equity there, uh, supposedly over um, $50,000 of equity. But uh, of course, we don't know for sure how much it's going to cost to fix up. Again, we're not covering that today. But what we are going to focus on is figuring out, is that ARV accurate? You know, how do we know if I just tell you something is worth 190000 how do you, you know, how do you verify that? So the idea for any real estate is that you need to figure out how much someone will pay for that house. And the best way to do that is to figure out how much someone paid for a similar house. So that the idea there, uh, the term there is running the comps or the comparables for short. So um, if you want to run comparables, you need to access the sales price for homes. And um, here in Texas, at least, we are a non-disclosure state. So how much that, how much your neighbor paid for their house, you know, how much you paid for your house, that is not public information. We might be able to find out how much the loan was for, but we don't know exactly how much the, the, the house was sold for. Um, so that's where you require access to a special database called the MLS or the Multiple Listing Service. Uh, which is the database that all the real estate, uh, basically real estate agents and, and their brokerages um, publish information to. So uh, every, every market has a different um, association, MLS association that kind of collects all that data and, and makes it available to other real estate professionals. But unless you're a realtor um, or have access to, to one, uh, you're not going to have, you're not going to be able to log into the MLS to run comps. So for that, we do have a tool called Fast CMA uh, with Real Estate IQ, which is actually based on the MLS. Our founder is a broker and we do have access to this data. So we can use um, Fast CMA to run comps here. Uh, so let me demo that real quick, and uh, this is where I'd like to get some audience participation. I'm going to pull up our Real Estate IQ tool here. And again, this is specific to Real Estate IQ. I'm using a tool that we provide, but the concepts here we're talking about comps uh, are applicable across the board, uh, you know, regardless of whether you're using our tools or you're in the MLS directly. Um, so. If I could get someone's input, does anyone have a property in Austin that they're doing research or due diligence on that they'd like to, to run the comps on? So let me know in the chat window here. Otherwise, I'll go ahead and, uh, and run due diligence on one of, one of the properties I'm working on. So let me just run this one here in, uh, in Round Rock. So I'm not sure if any of you are familiar with uh, Round Rock, Texas. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of, whoops, got to spell the property correctly here. So the idea here is that when you're running a comp, uh, you want to specify details. Uh, you want to specify what is comparable to your subject property. You don't want to compare, um, you know, a, a townhome to a single family home uh, and then you don't want to compare something in the suburbs to something that's, you know, in downtown Austin, for example. So um, this is where we specify the parameters of the comparable. So first things first, uh, we again, we want to compare the same property type. So we're looking at a residential. Uh, it is a house. Um, so a where is it? It's a house right there. And then of course we want to be very specific. Um, you know, someone is going to treat a house built in 2004 very differently from a house built in 1970s. You know, that factors into the, the value of the, the home. So we specify the year built as well as the range. So we want to stay within generally within plus or minus 10 years on the year built. On the square footage, uh, of course, we don't want to compare a gigantic home to a small home. Uh, so we stay generally within plus or minus 20% of the square footage of the home. And then likewise, on, on location, we want to stay close by the subject property. So we'll start with a, a quarter mile distance. Actually, I'm going to push it out a little bit further to 0.3 miles, I, as I know this particular area quite well. But a quarter mile is usually a good starting point. 
And then of course, recency, we don't want to compare something that sold, you know, a year ago to today, because there could be a change, you know, hopefully the prices have gone, have gone up. There's been some appreciation. Um, so we want to stay relatively recent, 180 days. You could even start with uh, 90 days, um, depending again, depending on the area you're in. And when you're happy with that, you hit the find comparables button and you can see that we have one sold property, uh, two active on the market. And then we also do have access to the, the rental, the lease comps here. So we can go ahead and run the CMA there. Um, and you can see our subject property uh, pulled up on the MLS. It was most recently listed for lease on the MLS. But here's our comparable property on Heritage Springs Road. And we can look at the, the map view here. We can see our subject property and our comparable property here. So the most important part when doing the comps is to see what, what is this, what are the comparable homes? What are the specifications that allow us to say that it's comparable? Well, we can look at things like the subdivision. We can make sure that the homes are in the same subdivision, Turtle Creek. Uh, we want to see, um, you know, maybe the construction details. Um, how about the, the roof, the foundation? What's the siding like? Um, bedrooms, bathrooms is always relevant. You know, is it single story versus um, two story? Things like that. And of course, you can also look at the, the MLS uh, comments. Uh, sometimes they provide some valuable information here. Um, about the condition of the property, you know, for example, granite countertops, uh, fresh paint, things like that. This gives you a general idea of what the condition of the comparable properties are like. Uh, of course, for the condition for your subject property, you have to see that in person, of course, unless it happens that your property is listed on the MLS and you, you will have photos there. But another great way to assess the, the current condition of the property is uh, by the photos. And we do have that pulled out here in the in the comps view for you so you can quickly thumb through and see you know what's the condition of the homes in the neighborhood are they all kind of um you know you've got stone granite countertops you know nice hardwood like floors it gives you a general idea of um you know the condition of the homes in the neighborhood but that being said we do have uh, an estimated arv on our subject property based on the comps that we found these are based on the sold comps. We can also look at the active comps. In other words, homes that are currently listed on the market, how much are they listed for? Uh, how long have they been on the market for? So you can see that this was listed back in May, this listed uh, very recently, uh, just a couple days ago. So you can get a general sense of what's going on in the market, what, what's the list price, you know, what's kind of the activity in the market. So those are all relevant for our comps uh, to figure out our ARVs. In other words, uh, how much, you know, how much is the property worth? Is it actually worth what uh, we're being told? Or are there some signs or some signals that uh, might indicate otherwise? So that's the first concept here uh, as part of your due diligence is running the comps and making sure that um, the market value makes sense. Next, let's say you've, you've ran, you ran the comps. Um, let's say you were marketing to a specific list or you went out driving for dollars and you found, you know, a set of properties that look good. You ran the comps, um, you know that they're going to resell for a good amount. Now you want to go out and find the owner and, you know, figure out, uh, you know, how you can get in touch with them, uh, make them an offer. So the idea here is to do what we call skip tracing, because what you can do is you, You've got an address. Um, that's the easiest thing to get. You can get that from, you know, if you buy a, a, a list of motivated or distressed sellers, such as the one that we offer, or if you're out driving for dollars, you see an address, it looks like the house is distressed. Uh, you've got the address. You need, to you need to get in touch with the owner. First, you have to figure out who is the owner, and then you need to figure out how to reach out to them. So in general, that's what we call skip tracing. It's when you've got a, a maybe an address, no name, or a name and no address, and you want to figure out um, the rest of the information. How do you get in touch with them? Is there a phone number? Is there an email? Um, are there, if you can't get a hold of that individual, maybe you need to get, in hold, get a hold of their relatives or their spouse. 
so that's the whole idea there. So we've got a couple ways to do that. So first and foremost, uh, if you've got an address and no name, you have to figure out the owner. So we do have a tool for that with Real Estate IQ, but I'll also show you the general tool that you can access from, from the counties for free. Um, there's some benefits for doing the search with us, but uh, I'll start out here and then I'll show you how you can access this information um, from your county website. So let's say we've got an address um, in Austin. Let's see. Um, so we've got an address here. You can search the information in our tool called County Data Finder, which basically connects to all the different county databases. So I'll show you a list of all the counties here that we cover. Uh, it's uh, in total, it's, it's over 16 million property records here. And uh, we cover all the major counties in Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, and Austin and the surrounding area. So we basically have plugged into the county um, uh, property databases. And you can search for information here about uh, the owner for a particular property. So you can see this particular address owned by this LLC um, based on, um, I think there's information here on the deed date, uh, which is not available currently in the tax records, unfortunately. But you get information at least on the owner name. It's an entity and the address here. So once you have the name and the address, you can do further skip tracing and you could locate um, that particular person's uh, contact information. So let me show you what that looks like um, directly. Let's say um, we're, we're here in Travis County. And again, this is specific to Travis County, but you can do this for whatever county you're in. Uh, we can pull up the Central Appraisal District. So you can just search Google for the name of your county and then CAD for Central Appraisal District. And that will pull up uh, the property search. So I know that it's the, the second link here. It's Travis Cad property search. And that allows us to pull up uh, an address here for, uh, for searching. So um, let me do a different address that is not an LLC. Um, let me see here. Um, so if you've got an address in, in mind here, you can just pull up um, the details here. You type in the address, you will get the name and the mailing address for the owner. And so this is the way, if you've got an address, you can figure out the owner uh, name and the owner address. And then from there, uh, of course, with a name and an address, you can mail them. Um, with you, you can send direct mail. Um, but a lot of investors like to take it a step further, and they like to reach out to our to their to their clients um, via phone or text or you know uh, or email. So for that, we have um, the concept here again. Going back to our slides here, is we want to do something called skip tracing. And skip tracing is to basically figure out uh, the contact information given the, the name and or address. Uh, so we do at Real Estate IQ have a service for that. It's called on-demand skip tracing. You can just send us a list of people with an address um, and a name, and we'll, we will return the phone numbers and emails for that individual. And then also the phone numbers and emails of the relatives for that individual. And that's particularly helpful, especially if you have a large list. Let's say you've got, um, you know, 50 plus people to skip trace. Um, you can actually do this yourself manually. Um, and I'll show you how you can do that here in a second. Um, but it actually is a lot, uh, it's, it get, can get quite tedious. So you're basically doing a lot of searching as if you're a private investigator. Um, you're digging around on, on sites like Facebook, on um, on uh, Google searches to try to find people. So it can get quite tedious. So I definitely recommend for larger volumes of searches, uh, leverage something like an on-demand skip trace service where you can just send us a list and we'll return it to you already skip traced. But if you're just doing one-off searches here and there, I'll show you um, one of my favorite websites for that. It is called truepeoplesearch.com. 
um, no affiliation whatsoever with Real Estate IQ here. Um, but what it is, is a skip tracing service where you can type in a person's name, their city, and you can get uh, an address. Or the more helpful, uh, the more helpful version is a reverse address search, actually. So if you know the address, then you can pull up people's names associated with that address. So if I go back to this example here um, on my screen, actually, I'm, I'm going to type in an arbitrary address here. Um, I don't want to pull up that, uh, the contact information for that particular address. I just searched on Travis Cad as that is um, someone that I know. So um, let me just type in an example here. Um, maybe just like the, like the example shows here, one, two, three park Avenue. I'm not sure if there is a park Avenue in Austin, but we will see. Um, so when you type in the address, um, and the city, you get results here. Okay. So we got a Parkwood drive, not, not exactly what I was searching for, but in any case, it illustrates the point that you will get a phone number, uh, some email addresses here and the address history. And again, I don't want to actually do this on, um, on, a, um, on an actual address here. Uh, or if anyone has, if you can go ahead and, and try this on your end, uh, I encourage you to give it a shot. Even search yourself on, on this website. It's surprisingly a little frighteningly accurate, at least in my case. Uh, so give it a shot, truepeoplesearch.com. Uh, it's a great way to skip trace um, people. Um, so that being said, let me go back to the slides uh, again. So true people search is great for those one-off searches. Uh, maybe if you're just doing a, a handful of them, um, if you want to do a large volume of them, I highly recommend again, using a service uh, such as our on-demand skip trace service, where you can send us a list and we will skip trace them for you. All right. True people search is free. And that's what, uh, it's surprisingly accurate also given it's, uh, that it's completely free. Um, but, uh, that being said, there is, uh, there is some overhead to using it and it doesn't work, uh, that well when you're trying to do things in large quantities. So the third and final item here on due diligence is lean searching. So the idea here, if you're not familiar with, uh, with liens is that, um, Anyone who owns real property can have uh, a lien attached to their property, signifying that something is owed by that individual to someone else. So most, the most common lien uh, is a mortgage. So if you buy a house and you, you have a mortgage through, let's say, Wells Fargo, then Wells Fargo has a lien on your property so that if you don't perform on your mortgage, uh, they've got some, um, you know, they've got some, uh, some collateral. So why this is important to you as a real estate investor is that you need to figure out uh, what, is the, what are the numbers behind the deal. Let's say you know that uh, the house is worth $100,000 and you know that maybe there's a $50,000 mortgage on it because the, the homeowner told you that. Now you know that um, there's you know, $50,000 there um, in equity but there can be other liens that sometimes even the homeowner isn't aware of and that could make or break the deal. You know, if the person owes more, uh, let's say they've got another $50,000 lien for some kind of lawsuit that they, they lost, um, that impacts the deal, right? Because essentially, um, you know, they are, they're just breaking even, right? They have uh, $100,000 in, in liens and the property is worth $100,000 that's not really a deal anymore uh, because you cannot negotiate uh, a discount. Um, you, you typically want to get the property for less than $100,000 if it's worth $100,000, right? So lean searching is very, very important. Um, it allows you to weed out some, some deals that might not, that on paper at first look like a good deal, but are not a good deal because of some other liens. Or maybe you're an expert in, uh, in clearing liens or, you know, if there is a lien, you might be able to find a way around it or to, to satisfy the lien and still make the deal work. But the first step is to be aware of the lien. So the way that we do that is by 
Uh, first and foremost, you've got to do a title search um, with a title company uh, before you close. That's the number one thing uh, that you need to do because the title company will guarantee uh, they'll, they'll, have, they'll issue a title policy uh, to ensure that the title is clear. But of course, you can do your initial research on your own. You don't have to you know, wait um, for the title company for that. You can do some initial research and at least you can find, uh, you can find out if there are some very obvious issues um, for your, uh, you know, that would prevent you from doing that deal. So the way to do that, again, we've already figured out how we can um, search for uh, the owner. Uh, what's crucial is you need to know the, the address and depending on what county you're in and, and what kind of website interface they have, you might need to search by the owner name and not the address. Uh, so that's exactly what I'm going to show you how to do here in Travis County. Um, this is one of the counties where you do need to search either by legal description for the property or by name. So, but in general, no matter what the approach is, um, no matter where you're at in Texas, all you need to do is search for the county name. So Travis County and search for official public records. So if you're in Williamson County, search for Williamson County official public records. And what you want to do, every county has a different name. Sometimes it's called the official public record search. Sometimes it's called the deed recorder's office. Um, or the recorder of deeds. Uh, but generally, if you search um, the county name, official public records, you'll get the right result in the first uh, few results here. So uh, what you want to do is click on, um, actually, that's not the right website. It is, it's the third website here for Travis County, the Travis County's clerk, official public record search. And uh, what you want to do is click on real estate and you can search the real estate index. So what you want to do here, and I'm going to, I'm just going to pull up a random address here on Google Maps and we'll do a, a lean search here. So I'm just going to zoom in. Um, you know what? Um, I'm going to just search here on um, Colfax Avenue. So uh, what property address is this? Let's see here. Or if again, if anyone has an address in Austin that they want to, they want to do a, uh, a quick lean search on, let me know. It, um, let's see if I can find the street address. You know what, let me just pull up a listing on, on Zillow and we'll do it that way. I'm just going to go to Zillow and I'm going to search in Austin, Texas, and we'll do a lean search on this address right here, 2213 Independence Drive in Austin, Texas. So as I mentioned before, the first thing we need to do is figure out either the legal description of the property or the property owner's name. So let's do that right now. So I'm going to pull up, um, Travis CAD because that's the tool that we can use to find um, owner names. So here is the property in Travis CAD. Okay, and you can click on view details here. And of course you've got the, the individual's name. So we could take the name and search here in the, uh, in the official public records we could search by name, um, which I'll do here very quickly. And you'll get a list of all the public records associated. Uh, you can see there's a deed of trust and a warranty deed. So that essentially uh, the deed of trust indicates that there is some kind of mortgage attached to that property. Um, so Nothing, uh, nothing too uh, surprising there. There's no liens or anything here uh, other than the mortgage. Sometimes you might see a lien. There could be um, indication of some kind of past foreclosure. There could be indication of a mechanics lien, um, a HOA lien, for example. 
Uh, so you would see all that information here. So I, I want to show you what it looks like if there is a lien recorded uh, other than the mortgage. So what I'm going to do is I'm specifically going to pull up the real estate IQ list um, that shows uh, mechanics properties with um, mechanics liens on them. So this is one of the lists that we produce at Real Estate IQ, a list of all the people uh, with certain liens on their property. So of course, this is one way to do the lien research. You can, you can have a list uh, of all the properties that have liens on them, um, and you can, you can search that way. Uh, but of course, um, you want to do your due diligence and make sure uh, there's, there are more things than um, you know, mechanics or HOA liens that can appear on a particular address. I just want to highlight what it looks like here if there is a particular lien on, on an address. So this is our, our liens list. Um, this is a list of people in Travis County who have a HOA or a mechanics lien. So I'll pull up this individual who has an HOA lien um, on their property. So I'm going to search by name here. I'm going to do a new search. Um, and it's actually last name first. So I need to swap the order here. And if you search here, there are, there's a lot more going on here. There's, uh, because number one, there could be multiple people with that same name. So what you always want to do is figure out, uh, again, legal description is always the safest way uh, to describe real estate, right? Because uh, you could have people with the same name. You could even have the, you know, a very similar address. Uh, but legal description is what really, what really ties us back to the original property. So the best way to do the search, uh, if you're allowed to search within your county website by legal, uh, legal description, that is the best way to do it. So let me show you how to do that right now. I'm going to show you the legal description for this property here, which is um, provided, um, let's see here, um, in the, um, I have to pull up the Travis CAD website here. I'm going to go to property search. I'm going to copy the address for this particular property, which is uh, over here, 1400 Middlefield Court. So again, I'm searching for the legal description on the Central Appraisal District website, and I'm going to transfer that over to the uh, official uh, public records website. So the legal description is lot 29 block C of hollow at Slaughter Creek. So I'm just going to commit that to memory here. Lot 29 block C hollow at Slaughter Creek. Um, so I'm just going to copy the subdivision name here, hollow at Slaughter Creek. So lot 29 block C. So we go back to our uh, official public record search. We go back to do a new search here. And now we go to the legal description section. I drop in the subdivision. I'm just going to truncate it to Slaughter Creek, um, lot 29 block C. And we can do a search here. Okay, no, no results here. I'm going to search one more time. Going to refine the search, double check again. It's lot 29 block C, hollow at Slaughter Creek. Um, so let me put in hollow instead of Slaughter Creek. This is the tricky part of doing the search. Sometimes the name, yeah, there we go. So we see hollows at Slaughter Creek, hollow at Slaughter Creek. So sometimes you kind of have to tweak the, the name that you're searching for. But the key is that we've, we've got lot 29 block C. And you can see here, the first thing that shows up is a homeowners association lien. There's also some other um, information here that shows the history of the property, when it was bought and when it was sold. There's some release of liens here. But the most recent thing is that there's an HOA lien here. 
you can click on the details here. And again, this is all public records information. Um, it will show you um, the, typically it will show you the, the lien amount here. Um, sometimes it does not, um, but there it is, the, the lien amount, $3,700 uh, of a lien from the HOA on this particular property. So that's, uh, that's the basics of lien searching. Um, again, it kind of varies slightly depending on what, depending on what county you're searching. Um, there are slight nuances um, from county to county, but that's the general concept there. Um, so the question here, uh, and I'm sorry, I missed the, I missed the comment there, uh, Becca, you provided an, an address earlier. So we can go through that address in the, during the Q and A session. Um, David's asking, what is a mechanics lien? A mechanics lien um, is anyone who performs um, some kind of um, work on, on real estate. So for example, a contractor, like a roofer or plumber, um, they can place a lien on your property if you do not pay them for their services. So let's say you hire a plumber, uh, you pay you know 50% upfront, they complete the work and you don't pay the other 50%, um, they can place a lien they're allowed to place a lien on your property to secure the other 50% of the payment. Of course, um, the, lien, the lien can accrue interest, uh, but the only way it's enforceable for most individuals who place a lien on the property is uh, once you sell the property, you'll have to pay what's owed to the lien holder. Um, there's a couple exceptions, like uh, the county can actually foreclose on you, an HOA can foreclose on you, um, to enforce the lien, and of course, uh, a mortgage holder can foreclose on 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 the property to uh, to recuperate what is owed to them. But uh, a, a contractor can't foreclose on you. Um, um, so yeah, there's. But again, there's a lot of details there we won't get into. Uh, for that, there's a lot of other uh, presentations from some of our title uh, title company partners who can go into a lot more detail there. Okay, so that wraps up the three main items that I wanted to cover today for due diligence. Uh, but I just want to wrap up uh, by concluding um, and uh, telling you exactly what our services are um, at a high level. Again, if you're interested in a bit more, to hear a bit more about the details, um, definitely request a demo and we can talk about all our different products. Uh, but at a high level, at a, as a quick overview, what we do is we have two different suites of products. Number one, our deal analysis suite, which includes fast CMA, the ability for you to run comps, as I showed earlier, uh, repair estimator calculators for you to quickly um, and give to quickly give you a general assessment of uh, what it will take to repair a property based on some checklist items and some uh, some common pricing here in the Texas market. And then number two and uh, number three, we do have a deal analyzer that allows you to analyze the ROI, your return on investment, um, you know, cap rates, IRRs, you know, if you're into those kind of metrics, uh, you can analyze your deals with that calculator. And then, of course, um, one of our most important suites uh, has to deal with actually finding the deal, uh, has to do with actually finding the deal. And uh, there are three modules in that suite, one called off-market leads, which includes people who are going through uh, pre-foreclosure, you know, landlords who are evicting tenants, people who are going through divorce and own real estate, things like that. Next, we do have the county data finder product, which allows you to search through all the different county records. You can get your non-owner occupied or your absentee owner list from there. You can also filter for people who have um, high equity based on uh, the length of time that they've owned their property. And last but not least, we do have MLS Deal Finder, which is a way that you can set up deal alerts on the MLS. So if a property hits the market for $100,000, but is listed at say $60,000, there's a reason for that. You know, it probably needs some work or there's some distress or some motivation from the seller and they need to sell quickly. You can get an alert uh, right on your phone that um, there's a deal like that and therefore you can act quickly on the deal and uh, and get it under contract. So that being said, uh, we are, uh, that brings us closer to the end of the presentation. So 
Once again, Real Estate IQ, we are the number one in deal finding. Um, we do have some more time for questions, so don't uh, leave just yet. Uh, if you do have questions that we are not able to answer today, though, feel free to reach out to our customer service team. Here's our contact information. Uh, we'll drop that in the chat window as well. Or you drop us an email at customerservice at realestateiq.co and we'll get back to you uh, within a couple hours. So as a quick thank you for being here, uh, we are providing some uh, freebies here that I mentioned at the, pre at the beginning of the presentation. We've got some cool heat maps here um, to help you if you're wondering, you know, what areas of town should I, uh, should I invest in if I'm, you know, a buy and hold investor. Uh, so you can look at the rental income deals heat map. Or if you're a fix and flip or a wholesaler um, and you're looking for, <clears throat> excuse me, good properties for fix and flip, uh, we also have the discounted deals heat map that shows um, where there are different uh, or higher concentration, concentrations, excuse me, of uh, discounted deals on the MLS. And then last but not least, uh, our pre-foreclosure heat map is actually very useful in the current climate of things, especially with uh, no, uh, no foreclosures being held until at least the end of July. You can at least look at the historical location and breakdown of where all the pre-foreclosures are happening in your area and that way you can target those areas uh, for your marketing purposes. Um, again, um, if, you're, if you wanna learn more about our services, uh, if you didn't have a chance earlier to respond to the demo request, just let us know in the chat window that you'd like a demo and we'll reach out to you and schedule a one-on-one -on -one 45 minute online uh, training there. And uh, now it's time for Q&A. So I'm gonna check the chat window here um, so let's see, um, I'll get, Becca, I'll get to the address here, um, in a moment, um, but, uh, David's asking here if we work with foreclosures and auctions. So we provide the information for, uh, properties that are going to auction. Um, so we call that our pre-foreclosure list. I'll show you what that looks like here. Uh, so our pre-foreclosure list, uh, these are people who are scheduled for auction. They won't necessarily end up at auction because uh, when the pre-foreclosure is filed, there's at least 21 days before the auction. And some of these people will be approached by investors before the auction, or they might get around the situation before the auction. So these are not specifically the foreclosure uh, or auction results, uh, but these are prior to the auction. Uh, that being said, once the property is sold at the auction, um, or I should say if it is not sold at the auction and it becomes REO or bank owned, uh, it will probably show up in our MLS deal finder system afterwards uh, as a discounted property. Hopefully that answers your question, David. If not, feel free to uh, drop a follow-up question there. Um, Brad's asking about the tool suite limited to Texas only. Uh, so the tool suite is Texas only right now, but we have our off-market leads in Florida and Georgia. Uh, we are scheduled to have our entire suite in Florida uh, by the end of the quarter, and then Georgia mid Q4. Uh, we're looking to go um, to at least 15 other markets um, this year as well. Brad, um, it's, it's a little bit, um, it's not quite ready for a public announcement yet, but um, let me know. Um, I'll drop my contact information in here, Brad. Um, would love to, to hear from you and, um, and I can, I'll let you know where we are planning to expand to. Uh, and hopefully that is in line with uh, some of your interests as well. So. Brad, I just uh, dropped my contact information in the chat window, shoot me an email, and I'll be happy to share our preliminary roadmap there. Um, let's see. Okay, so Becca, going back to your question. So we have two questions to answer for you on the foreclosure list. Do we have an equity cutoff that we use as a guide? It's a great question here. So I'm gonna pull up the foreclosure, pre-foreclosure list. Let's do, um, Actually, I haven't looked at the September list yet. I don't know if there's anything listed in traffic. Okay, 
there's three properties here scheduled for the September auction. Um, so we do, I personally use an equity filter depending on the strategy. Um, and that's the key, the key differentiation here. It depends on your strategy. So Becca's asking about the equity measure that we provide here on our pre-foreclosure list. And that is provided to give you an idea of, um, you know, the options for your strategy. So if someone has little to no or even negative equity, that's unfortunate. Um, that means they owe more than the house is worth. They cannot afford to sell the house because when you sell a house, even at retail value, you're paying about 6% uh, for realtor commissions. There's holding costs and all that. So you at least have to have 6% equity in the home. And that's assuming that it doesn't need repairs and all that. So people with you know, only 10% equity, uh, it's not looking so good for them to even sell it on the market. They, they're probably gonna, they'll get nothing out of the transaction or they might have to put in money uh, to, to close that transaction. So those people, you can't, uh, if you're looking to fix and flip, um, assuming you follow a rule similar to the 70% rule, 70% of the ARV minus repairs, these people can't afford to sell their house to you at a discount. So um, you would have to employ a different strategy for those, which we're not going to get into today. But depending on your strategy, you will probably want to filter the equity estimate. So I personally like to use around a 30 to 40% equity filter. Uh, and I will essentially basically only work with these two leads down here. Um, because they only they have enough equity to even consider selling at a discount. But that being said, I have worked other deals using other strategies where, you know, these people with very little to no equity, they are on paper, or at least in theory, probably the ones who are more motivated. They need a solution compared to people who have more equity. Generally, if they have more equity, they have more options, right? So if you have a strategy that you can use for low or no equity people, then definitely go ahead and use those strategies. They are probably more likely to, to need some help in the first place. Um, so I highly recommend if you don't know what those strategies are, definitely check out some of our other webinars or drop by your local RIAs. Um, there's a lot of people talking about creative strategies and how you can still structure a deal where the person has very little equity, but still end up making, uh, making a profit in the end. So check out um, Eddie Speed with Note School or go to your local RIAs um, and learn about uh, creative strategies for real estate investing. Um, okay, so that being said, um, let me get to, Becca, your question about uh, this particular address here, 78727. So I assume you want to do a quick lean search here, right? So, um, so Becca has an address here. Um, so what we want to do is do a property search. Um, sometimes you have to load the Travis County website, reload it. So we need to figure out the legal description and the name of the individual. So I'm going to search this property here. Um, so there's the name, Christopher Wilson. And the legal description is Lot 3 Block B as in Boy of Angus Valley. So I'm just going to copy the most distinguishable part of the subdivision name, which is Angus. Uh, and I'm going to remember Lot 3 Block B. So I'm going to go from the CAD website again to our official Travis County official public records or their, um, they call it the real estate index. I'm going to search for the subdivision Angus and I've already forgotten the lot and the block number. So I have to go back to the website lot three block B uh, off of Travis CAD lot three block B. You hit search and Let's see what we find here. So we can see right away um, this person has gone through a pre-foreclosure several times. There's a notice of a substitute trustee sale. Several have been filed. So this person, what I, what I like to do is sort by the date. So you can 
sort by the date filed go in ascending order so we can see the earliest notice um, so we are particularly interested in the individual um, Christopher Wilson. So what we've done is we've searched for the entire history of the property, including people who owned the house before Christopher. So we just want to go down the list and see when he first, um, when Christopher first came into the picture for this property. So we need to go to the next page here. There it is. So back in 2003-ish it looks like and you can just scroll down the list from here on down and you can see that there are several notices here there's lots of history here the removal of a trustee back in 2008 that probably indicates some kind of pre-foreclosure notice here but the yeah the smoking gun here appointment of substitute trustee means that um this particular individual was filed, was scheduled for a uh, foreclosure auction back in 2008 and several times thereafter. Uh, so this individual has been fighting to keep their property uh, and it looks like they've been successful because to this day they still have not been foreclosed on. So what you can be sure of is that when you reach out to this person and you say that, hey, I notice your home has been scheduled for auction in, you know, the latest one was back in May, he's probably going to scoff at you and say, yeah, I've been there, done that several times. <laughs> so that's relevant information for you to know that this person is uh, a veteran of surviving at the bank trying to foreclose on them. Um, okay, so uh, David's asking, are there any resources on what to say to owners who have uh, the depressed property under liens or pre-foreclosures? Um, that is um, probably better kept for another webinar. We do have a great series by Luke Watkins. So go to our website, realestateiq.co, uh, click on events. And Luke runs a great webinar series on getting started as, um, you know, in the wholesale or fix and flip industry. Um, he's probably better suited to comment on that. My focus today is really on the process, on the data. That being said, <laughs> I'll take off my real estate IQ hat and put on my investor hat here. Um, I will tell you that um, you do want to understand their situation. Um, you want to empathize with them. You want them to view you as not you versus them, but you on the same team as them. And it's you and, and, and that particular owner versus, you know, their situation. Uh, and that's kind of taken from, um, if you read the book, uh, Never Split the Difference uh, by Chris Voss on negotiation, that's something that I'm learning from, from him, him as well. So um, there's a lot of... <laughs> That, that's a it's a very deep question because there's a lot that can be discussed about that but essentially you want to empathize at least this is my opinion and this is what has worked for me empathize with them um, and identify yourself as someone who's on their side um, and just get them open up to you um, so again it doesn't hurt to know the underlying situation sometimes they might be in a little bit of denial or they might not want to indicate to you that there is a situation so if you know ahead of time that there's a situation then you can figure out how to draw that information out rather than or if it's your strategy you can just lay it all out up front um, whatever strategy works for you um, for your uh, you've got to factor in your personality um, and um, what works for you as well so uh, that being said, um, I think that's it for the questions. Um, if there are no more questions, I know we've gone over time a little bit here. I'll stick around for a couple more minutes. Uh, but that being said, thank you all so much for being here. Um, if you're interested in some more of our events, definitely again, check out our website, realestateiq.co and click on events. We've got tons and tons of events lined up. I think we've got over 70 uh, webinar events lined up for July to help you out um, on the on the data side, on the uh, the strategy side. You name it, we've got 
uh, events uh, out there for you. So that being said, thank you all so much for being here. Uh, I wish you all the best. Happy 4th of July weekend and a happy deal finding to you all. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.